0: Welcome to the Mean Street Podcast with Brandon Benefield.
1: Hey, 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 what is going on <laughs> here?
0: Adam Howell. Okay, I need 33 and a third pounds of bacon. Alfred Romero. Because
1: I'm going to tell you right now, I'm like a dumpster.
0: And Adrian Moss.
1: What do <laughs> this? We use the word revolution because this is a
2: revolution. Hold one, arm drag. Ooh. The millions. That's the big wiggle. Look at all of this crap in this ring. All two are bar. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. It's still real to me, daddy.
0: That's right. Yet another podcast about professional wrestling. <laughs> Ugh. Seriously, guys?
2: Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of 776 pounds.
1: Hole three, the moss covered three handle family grandunzel. sweet! The the room just came off. And that's the bottom line because don't go set so. Hey, everybody, welcome to another great edition of the Mean Street Podcast. It's your pal, Brandon Bitterfield, a.k.a. B double if you will, joined uh, on the interwebs with my brothers from other mothers. A-bomb, too sweet. How's it going, buddy? Oh, man, you know how it's going. I am here to deliver some unbiased journalistic
3: integrity to the meanies to raise the standard by silencing the falses on this dead end that leads to a mean street. And this week, I'm not throwing it. I'm not throwing it to Alfred Romero. He ain't here. What? Instead, we have a temporary co-host of superstars of fan fest legendary
2: sean holcomb how are you brother man i'm doing great i'm telling you it's a it, it's a beautiful day and uh got the beer going nice, nice. you, you look, look super fresh know. man I got I like my it. covid beer going on i'm excited about the show uh but we got one more person that we've got to bring in and that's the big moth man from Bibb 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 County.
0: That's right, baby. And as you guys can see, I'm actually here. Alfred's behind me in the uh, Mean Street Taco Truck, and I just went <laughs> up and I just ordered this. I thought it was a Cuban sandwich, but apparently it's a Razor Ramon Cuban sandwich. So, oh. this is going to be spectacular. So, I'm going to be eating this. Well,
3: that's, <laughs> that's fantastic. Fantastic, <laughs> but but number 1, I just want to point out that uh Sean threw it to Adrian better than Alfred ever has. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Yep. And number two, if you're eating uh, – if you're going to a taco truck or any kind of restaurant that is actually uh, uh, run by Alfred Romero, I don't know, I might send that back to the kitchen. I don't you know. definitely need
0: to check the uh, the the uh, health inspection stats on that before you get in there. <laughs> <laughs> health Take
3: inspection? check the score. You know, Health windspection, am I right?
1: Well, like uh, like, uh, A-Bomb mentioned, of course, Sean from Superstars Fan Fest is here. And, of course, that's coming up October 24th. We're about to hear all about it. But before we get into that, A-Bomb, what have you been up to? You Have you been on a figgy find or what?
3: Oh my gosh, dude. Have I been on a figgy find? Listen, you Alabama sweat hogs. I I never stop. I never stop going on figgy finds. But the one I want to talk to you about today is the Hasbro collection. Now, I have not completed wave one yet. I still need Akeem. I still need Big Boss Man. I still need Teddy DiBiosti. But I got a coupon on eBay and I got a Holy Grail. I got
2: Oh, nice!
3: He his action works. He is looking good. Not too many scuffs. Yokozuna, one of the one of the greatest big men of all time, right here. I used to. I was so scared of this guy until Lex Luger uh, body slammed him on the top of the aircraft carrier uh, and put him in his place. So Yokozuna is my latest <laughs> find. I'm so excited. He is. He is up in the front of my collection. Uh, I had him as a kid. Uh, and now I have him as an adult, which is probably why I'm single.
1: Um, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, brother.
3: But but it makes me think. I, I have all these legends up here uh, on my shelf, and I'm very proud of it. Uh, but in Rome, Georgia, on October 24th at the at the Forum River Center, uh, R- Superstars Fan Fest is going to be going on. And, it, it, man, we are in weird times. you uh, oh, yeah, kid. Sean Holcomb is here again on the Mean Street Podcast. Thank you for joining us again. We're going to run down what the plan is, how you are reacting to the COVID situation, and what wrestling fans in Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, South Carolina, wherever you are, uh, what you have to look forward to in Rome, Georgia in October. Tell us us what you got, brother.
2: Man, first of all, I just want to tell you, I feel like I've been promoting this show for like 12 years now. I mean this is your version been,
0: of Guns N' Roses Chinese Democracy. We've been working oh, without on
2: without a, a doubt. Without a doubt. I and mean, without the money. <laughs> but uh but what uh, you know, we we started out in uh what was it uh October. Uh we couldn't do that show because it it ended up getting canceled and we moved it to April and man did we have a lineup for April. I mean the big, biggest and best lineup we've ever had. We had people talking about coming from different countries coming to the show. And then, um, and then COVID-19 hit and we, we held on as long as we could before we finally just had to say, all right, we're, we're going to have to, we didn't cancel. We're not going to cancel. We, we didn't cancel. We're moving it. And we decided, all right, we're going to move it to October because surely by then all this stuff's going to be blown over, you know, of course, uh, boy, were we wrong. <laughs> um, but I got with the forum and I was like, look, um, you know the governor had uh has uh thank thank goodness we're in georgia uh georgia uh, our governor hasn't lost his mind so we don't have the restrictions that a lot of other places have um there's no mask mandate it's uh it's a recommendation it's not a requirement um but the the one thing that we do have that we're having to abide by is the uh, the gathering uh how many people can we have in a building at one time But thankfully, we're in a 5,000-seat arena. So I called the forum, talked to them, been talking with them. They were like, well, maybe we just need to cancel. Maybe we just need to wait it out. And then once everything blows over, we'll do it again. I said, no, no, here's what we need to do. (laughs) We need to have our October show as planned. And uh, they said, why would you do that? Because we can only have 500 people in the building. And I said, well, I understand that. Then let's have three shows. And uh, they, they were like, that's brilliant genius. I'm glad you're on our team. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so we came to the agreement that not a, we're not going to have one Superstars Fan Fest on October 24th. We're going to have three Superstars Fan Fests: one on October 24th, one on January 9th, and one on April 24th. Uh, of twenty twenty one so we're having three fan fest uh we're calling them mini fest because we can't have as many people in the building, so we're not booking as uh you know we usually have twenty to thirty legends at our shows so uh this now we're having uh you know we're gonna have a headliner at each show and then up to ten legends there for meet and greets and that sort of thing and of course we will have our wrestling show that night um our headliner. Uh, that was originally scheduled for October was supposed to be Sting um, because we can only have 500 people in the building. We thought that's not the best place for Sting. Uh, We're going to move him to April where we hopefully will literally be past all this Mm -hmm. and we'll be able to have a full-fledged, 100%, you know, um, boots on the ground fan fest. So Sting will not be there in October. Sting has been um, moved to April. But I will let all the fans know that if you have purchased Sting meet and greets, they are good for April. No need to uh, to worry about that And any, any other meet and greets that you've purchased. They're all good for whatever date those uh, guests will be uh, showing up. For example, uh, October, uh, Tony Atlas is still coming. You've bought, which surprisingly enough, Tony Atlas has sold more meet and greets than anybody else. Wow. Uh, all right it, it, a lot of people in Rome are ready to see Mr. USA uh, <laughs> so Tony Atlas uh you're going to be able to get your meet and greet there on October in October and then you guys at Baldberry Wyndham uh J.J. Dillon those uh Jimmy Hart they those guys will either be at the January show or the April show so you will be able to use your meet and greets whenever they whatever date that we decide to book them uh to come in so uh, but that's it. We're doing we're doing October twenty fourth at the at, uh, right now. We have um, something pretty special. We've got Animal and Precious Paul Ellering uh, will be there. So the Road Warriors minus Hawk uh, will be there, and um, we also have uh, Bill Eady will be there. He's going to do half the day as the mass Superstar, and mm-hmm. the other half of the day as Demolition Axe and we're going to do a once in a lifetime never been done photo opportunity photo op with demolition axe and road warrior animal
3: oh that's wow. awesome yeah
2: man i will be there for that holy smokes
3: yeah um so so uh, what what is the day gonna look like to me just first of all, this is genius what your plan is to take this over three dates because here's the thing it's no longer an annual thing you're gonna, you're gonna get to meet up with all your your wrestling broskies out there in Rome, Georgia three times in the next six, seven months that's mm-hmm. incredible uh so so like I always view these kind of conventions as like networking not only do you get to go and meet the stars but you get to meet other fans too. And, uh, and and you know, hopefully, they're all going to be future meanies and listen to the Mean Street podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, but also, uh, you're just going to shake hands and get to know your your fellow uh, uh, wrestling compatriots. Um, but but what an opportunity to just to be able to do this uh, uh, three times! That is genius, man.
2: Well, we we were uh, we typically have anywhere from 1,500 to 2,000 people show up at a, at one of our shows. So I did the math. I'm thinking, okay, well, if we're going to have low balling at 1500, we'll divide it by three. All right. So we can do three because we can have 500 people per show. And, uh, and that's where we went with it. The good news is animal and Paul Ellering were, they weren't scheduled for this show in October. They have been brought on board. Uh, So we'll be able to do that now, instead of having, you know, our 30 at one time, now we're going to be able to kind of expand each time we're going to have we're going to be able to add people, uh, uh, legends at each one. We've yet to announce our headliner for, uh, October or January. We're going to announce our January headliner at the October show.
1: Uh-huh.
2: I know who that is. Um, but, uh, but <laughs> our October guy, man, it because we've just kind of decided, all right, well, we're still having the show. Now we've got to find somebody, uh, a big name that's willing to come or someone who has not been in this area a lot. So, mm-hmm. Uh, we're working on that. So we'll have an announcement. Oh, I'm told by the vendor that's bringing the headliner, we should know by tomorrow
0: nice. and
2: uh, tomorrow being Friday. Uh, mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll be able to make that announcement. And uh, the place to look for all announcements is um, superstarsfanfest.com. And of course the most up-to-date announcements is going to come on our Facebook page, Superstars FanFest. I run that page. I post a couple of day, a couple of times a day. Uh, if you have questions, please ask me. I'll be happy to answer them. But um, but yeah, we're going to have a pretty big, we're going to have a big time in October. Uh, now, it is going to be a little different. I'll go ahead and explain that. Because of uh, COVID-19, we've had to change up uh, the way that we're doing things. Uh, our um, reserve seats on the floor, uh, we've had to come up with a new um, seating chart. So what we did is we contacted everybody who had bought tickets with four reserve tickets, which were... A, pretty decent amount and we gave those uh fans the option of either sticking with the october date or moving their ticket to january or april Uh, a lot of them about half of them kept october the other half moved to april and a few of them scattered in there in january Um, but our new seating system um it's it's kind of a pod type system so you're going to be able to seat uh up to six people in a pod Uh, And then there will be a six foot distance between you and the next group of people. Um, And because of that, where we typically have our fan fest in the arena, we've had to move it to the ballroom because we had to make room for the seats in the arena. Uh So the ballroom will be where the fan fest is. The wrestling will still take place in the arena. Gotcha. So
1: that, that actually sounds similar to what we did at SHW. Of course, SHW just returned last, uh, whatever it was a Friday or two ago. And Mm -hmm. uh, Similarly, uh, people sat in groups and and then the groups kind of spread out throughout the action building. So it sounds like something similar here, which uh, we're looking forward to, but one thing I wanted to ask you about the, uh, wrestling portion of the event. Uh, now I know, uh, last April or last October, you were talking about being on uh, fight TV and airing live on fight TV and you guys are going to be doing that tournament. Uh, is that something that possibly may still happen either at this coming show or maybe in January or April?
2: Yes, uh, what we're planning on doing, uh, we're, we're kind of moving everything that was originally scheduled for October, such as the, uh, the, uh, the panels, the, uh, the, uh, the Monday Nitro panel, the Bruiser Brody panel, all of those panels, we uh, issued refunds on those, everybody got their money back, we're not doing that this time for obvious reasons. Um, we move, we're planning on doing the Bruiser Brody Cup in April, we're planning on it being on Fight TV, all of that will happen in April. Um, the, uh, the card that we have for October, we completely, obviously we just, we flipped everything, tossed it out and we refilled it. Uh, our buddy Dylan, uh, who is a booking genius.
1: I, I think um, we, we, we've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. Yep.
2: He's, he's, uh, he's somewhat well known around the Brown Yalls parts down there, right. but he, uh, he, he contacted me and he was like, man, do you want me to book this show? And I was like, yes, (laughs) please. (laughs) (laughs) So Dylan is booking the show. And of course, you know, if Dylan's booking the show, he's going to hook his buddies up with Southern honor wrestling. And when we start announcing um, matches next week, you guys are going to see a lot of familiar names uh, on the card and um, it's going to be huge. We're going to have championship matches that night. Uh, some of our legends will be participating in some matches uh, and it's going to be really, really cool.
3: That's awesome. Uh, I can't wait to see that. So not only do you get to go see legends, but you also get to see some live pro wrestling booked by honestly one of the best bookers in Georgia right now, Dylan Freimeyer, uh who you know from Southern Honor Wrestling. Um, let me ask you about it's kind of the logistics. I have two questions for you. Number one, uh, me uh, being just completely, and I'm going to pull out old, old Mr. Edie here uh, being completely hooked on, on wrestling figs right now. Uh, are the vendors going to be there for these three shows or can we expect them in October? Tell me about that.
2: Yeah. The, uh, our, our primary vendor that usually brings his figures, uh, he's not going to be able to make it to the October show. As of right now, we don't have a vendor for figures. Uh, if anyone's listening and they are a vendor and they want to, uh, and they want to come up, um, you know, we're going to cut you a pretty good deal. Uh, and uh, you can come and set your uh, set your stuff up and sell it. We'd love to have you because, obviously, there's – I mean, logistically, there's some guys that just can't make it. Um, you know, there's Adam, a lot, of Adam's lot going got on.
1: Enough. Adam's got enough that he could probably set up a table or – no?
3: No, these are my figs. These are oh, my all right. figs. So I right. was say, Brandon, right, you can right,
0: probably right. put, the, uh, put, the, put the word out on our social medias as well. About that's right. It. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure.
1: We'll definitely put it out there. So, if you are looking to have vendors uh, show up for the October show, we'll definitely uh, put it out on our social media and, and try to – Absolutely. Try yeah, to get somebody to call creative. you. If, if yeah. you're a
3: seller out there, you got a buyer right here, brother. So uh, <laughs> my follow-up question to that, just kind of logistically speaking, uh, what about uh, how, what does it look like for a meet and greet? Uh, obviously, shaking hands. Like, is there anything
2: like that? What's going on? Um, Elbows. Well, we're just we're going to go by the um, the governor of Georgia's uh, recommendations on uh, on everything. So uh, as of right now, um, mass. Like I said, masks are not mandatory. But if the, um, if the guest is, uh, and when I say guest, I mean the, the wrestling uh, guest, the legend, the names. Uh, if they are not comfortable being around you without a mask on, then they're going to wear a mask. Uh, if they are not comfortable with you being near them without a mask on, they're going to ask you to put on a mask. Um, of the guys that we have booked, I've been watching some of the other appearances they've been making. Some of them are wearing them, some of them are not uh and uh, of course no I've, I've had a lot of people be like well i'm not buying a picture with them if i've got to have my mask on and they're gonna have their masks on that's stupid and i turn it around and say on the contrary this is uh something that you're gonna be able to show your grandkids one day because i went to a convention and met my wrestling hero during a pandemic look we're wearing masks so you know at the same yeah it sucks i get it but at the same time you know, I mean, they're still who they are, and you still get their autograph. And it, it yeah. is
0: what it is with something like that. I mean, you can't really, yeah, you know, expect anything else. So I think you now you guys are doing it the
2: right way. Yeah, and we're gonna uh, in the ballroom. We're gonna have the table spaced out really good. Uh, we're gonna have marks on the floor where everyone that's waiting in line to uh, to meet their their wrestler, uh, they'll be spaced out six feet apart. Uh, we're um, recommending that uh, our fans wear masks when they are not sitting in their seats, um, that is just, you know, that, that's, that's the governor's recommendation. I mean, it, mm-hmm. like any of us, if we go to Walmart, in fact, I just came from Walmart, uh, half the people in there are wearing masks, the other half aren't, and it's not mandatory. So it's, you know, whatever's your comfort level. Um, and, uh, and, and we're gonna go with it that way. We'll have hand sanitizing stations at each table before, you know, obviously we won't be shaking hands. We're probably gonna be doing more fist bumps than anything else. Um, but autographs are going to be going on. I've even had the question of, uh, can I bring my own stuff still, you know, with, with coronavirus going on, can I bring my stuff from home and have them sign it? And the answer is absolutely. Uh, You know, if you've got figures you want to bring, bring them, they'll sign them.
3: There is literally so much to look forward to. And I love how seeing just American ingenuity is getting us through this pandemic. It's guys like you, Sean, Uh, it's, it's events like superstars fan fest coming up on October 24th uh this year which is less it was
2: like a less than a month and a half away uh yeah so it's uh, not even that i looked at the calendar yesterday and usually i want to be at about second or third gear by eighth week and we're looking at week 7 starting next week 7 weeks out so i've got to hit the accelerator quick next week and uh and really get the ball rolling on getting posters out uh facebook ads Podcast interviews, you guys are the best. You, you, I'll, I'll come on your show anytime. You guys are uh, always good to me, and and I get a big response because of the area that you're in. And once I start announcing some of these Southern Honor Wrestling guys, uh, it's going to be even even bigger response.
3: Well, well, Sean, uh, we like that. We love to have you on not only to talk about Superstars Fan Fest, but also just to talk to you because you're a wrestling fan. You're a brother. So like we yeah. do, we need to have you on just just outside of promotion, but just to chat about wrestling.
2: I'd love it. Just give me a call, man. I'll do it anytime. I'm I'm always available. Yes, sir, man. Sounds good. We're looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, looking forward to it. And one more time, give everybody the contact information and like the Facebook and social media and all that stuff to where they can get all the info for Superstars Fan Fest coming up October 24th.
2: All right. So um, we one thing I did want to add is we are the only game in town right now. Uh, when it comes nice. to Fan fest, when it comes to convent- wrestling conventions, uh, everyone has um, canceled. Uh, they've postponed to next year. Some of them, they're so big, I totally get it. and There's no way they could do what we're doing. Um, but uh, a lot of them, they're just not doing it this year. So if you want to come and meet wrestlers, you want to come to a, a big event and feel like you're at a big event, you're going to want to be there October 24th at the Forum River Center in Rome. Uh, our tickets are only... Uh, general admission tickets are just fifteen dollars. That gets you both the access to the fan fest and the wrestling event that night. Uh, I'll t- I'll go ahead and tell you now. One of the uh, matches that we have booked uh, will include Tony Atlas. Uh, he will be in action. Nice. Matt, the, you're probably thinking Tony Atlas is 120 years old. How in the hell is he gonna get into? A-? Let me tell you. I had seen. I Tony Atlas's arms are still bigger than my waist. <laughs> And the man can still move. So uh, it's going to be fun. And he, he really does put on a good show for everybody. But uh, So tickets are only $15. You can get them at superstarsfanfest.com. Uh, uh, no, wait a minute. superstarsfest.com. See, now you got me doing it. <laughs> superstarsfest.com. And and uh, and those and you click on the link there, and, and you can get your tickets. There are some meet-and-greet uh, tickets available. We are slowly getting those out so that you can pre-purchase. Um, Missy Hyatt's is on there. Uh, Missy will be there in October. So will Teddy Long, uh, Tony Atlas, Logan Creed will be there. Uh, I'm trying to think of what the poster looks like. Butterbean will be there. Butterbean. Yes. And he, he will knock you out, too. Yes, he will. He he's still... <laughs> I, I, but the nicest dude you'll ever meet, man. I mean, he'll just—he's—he's awesome. he's just a good old country boy.
3: I, I see the <laughs> lynch mob on there too.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, both um, Matt and Joey will be there, and uh, spoiler—they will not be in a tag team match. Oh. oh.
3: Well, they're, they're um, both incredible singles uh, wrestlers. I, I heard Tony Schiavone on an interview recently say, you got to be a good singles wrestler before you be a good tag wrestler. So it's inter- interesting to see a tag uh, team get split up like that and have to go into singles competition. I can't wait to see right. that.
2: Yep, yep. It's going to be great. Um, and uh, Miranda Gordy, she will be there. Obviously, right. that's uh, Terry Bam Bam Gordy's daughter. Uh, she went straight scorched earth heel out <laughs> on <laughs> uh, Twitter and Facebook and man they are lighting her up and I, and and it's it's a good feeling for a wrestling fan to see these uh these these people just really give her the up and down and I know that she's just working them and it's great <laughs> because you wait, wait, can't wait, do wait, that
3: anymore Well, what do you mean working i've never heard of that term that's weird yeah no i mean,
2: never heard of kayfabe either right but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I I sent her a message. I said, Congratulations, you're keeping K Fable alive. You know, <laughs> so she's she's excited about coming. But um
3: awesome.
2: uh so fifteen dollar tickets, Superstars uh fe- Superstarsfest.com, uh Superstars Fan Fest on the uh on Facebook. Hit me up if you got any questions. Again, we need vendors. Uh if you sell anything, I'm gonna cut you a good deal on a table and uh we'd love to have you. Sounds and uh, good uh, to our to our- uh, the, uh, the success of October uh, is going to dictate, you know, how, how big we go in January. So, people come on, buy those tickets, get in there. Let's fill that place up. We can seat 500 people. I want 500 people in the Forum River Center October 24th. That's Absolutely. awesome.
3: And hopefully all this COVID stuff, is, it's just going to diminish as we go on. The numbers are going to go down. So, uh, I'm looking forward to, all, already, I'm looking for October 24th. I'm looking forward to January 9th. I'm looking forward to April 24th. Uh, I we are. I, I'm on cloud nine right now. This is going to be incredible. Thank you for coming on the show, Sean. uh you're, the you're, you're welcome on Mean Street Podcast anytime. Thank you very
2: much. I do appreciate that.
1: Absolutely. We definitely got to get you on. You know, once October 24th gets a little bit closer, and uh, maybe we're a couple of weeks out, we'll get you back on one more time and uh, to give one big final push and all that good stuff. But uh, for anybody uh, listening, this has been Sean Holcomb. If you're watching, that's not Triple H. If you're watching us on YouTube. <laughs> uh this has been Sean Holcomb from Superstars Fan Fest. And uh man, we really appreciate you. And uh we'll talk to you real soon, buddy. <laughs> there it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, buddy. Thank you guys. Later,
1: appreciate brother. It.
0: You're listening to the mean Street Podcast. Brother.
1: It's still be damn it. Well, there you go. Sean Holcomb, thanks to him for jumping on with us, talking about Superstars Fan Fest. Once again, that's October 24th, Forum River Center, Rome, Georgia. It's right around the corner, so grab your tickets now.
3: You know what Yokozuna says? He says, buy a ticket to Superstars Fan Fest in Rome, Georgia, on October 24th, superstarsfest.com, man. Like, what a great guy Sean is, man. I I really do, like – don't tell Alfred this, but I kind of think we found uh, maybe someone who could uh, take Alfred's position. Like if he's not uh, here. Well,
1: now I love Alfred. Let's, come on now. I,
3: mean, I love Alfred too, but Sean was freaking great. And on top of that, he's smart. He has business acumen. He, he understands how to make uh, the fans happy to deliver what they want during this th- these unprecedented times.
1: And his, COVID, uh, his COVID-19 beard makes him look like Triple H. Yeah, but Alfred has that
3: it factor that a lot of people don't have. You're right yokozuna mm-hmm. wants to get the bonsai drop to covid right does hey, that I yokozuna
0: figure have an ass or is it like the no ass real life yokozuna
3: <laughs> what?
0: yokozuna never had an ass you know he just his, his leg just went straight up into his loincloth thing hey as someone, like that. Who,
3: mm. as, as someone who offer, uh suffers from no acetal uh i resent
0: that <laughs> i resemble that statement oh god uh, <laughs> so uh, what'd you guys uh, think of wrestling this week all uh,
1: right. Out All out was this past Saturday. Uh, let's start with that. What do we think of uh, All Out? You guys. Well,
0: A-Bomb A- 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 came into the house, <clears throat> came into the Moss Compound. We watched the, 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 the day of. Um, I had one very large gripe other than the Matt Hardy thing, which I'm sure we'll touch on, was uh, I felt that it was just extremely too long. I felt like they could have cut some of those matches off 10 minutes earlier. Um, yeah, agreed consensus okay yeah
1: I I, I want to say I feel like they tried to I, and I don't I've never heard them try to justify it but I'm guessing they're just trying to make it like give the fans their money's worth because I'm sure they've heard from plenty of, of fans going like 50 bucks man I don't know if I want to pay 50 bucks for a pay-per-view and so in their mind they're like well we'll just give you a really long show to make it worth your money but I kind of agree as uh, the matches are great even like the tag title match was great but man that was a long match you know like some of them are just super long and you're like okay okay they probably could have got the same point across in about 10 less minutes 15 less minutes but um but yeah I, I agree there
3: I, I fully agree as well um there are so many matches where I was like yeah that could have been seven or ten minutes uh, uh shorter I don't know why they wanted to go so long uh but I I don't know man I, I just feel like They're shooting for this style that's very reminiscent of like New Japan and Mm -hmm. uh, that indie feel. Uh, But without the crowd there, like you you don't have the same excitement uh, driving the match. So I, I think right now, like, yeah, I see a lot of innovation from promoters. Uh, innovation like what Sean Holcomb has done with Superstars Fan FanFest. Uh, I see a lot of innovation from uh, WWE and AEW in their storytelling right now, but it needs to go into the storytelling in the ring. I think that that's where the innovation needs to happen. And I, I honestly think it's not just because uh, I'm nostalgic, but that that crash style storytelling, that crash TV style to- storytelling of the Attitude Era, of Vince Russo that, that he made famous, uh, bro. Uh, but... That's what I think we need right now. We need short snippets. We need bam, 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 bam. This is fast. This is action. This is funny. This is cool. Uh, this is scary. Like, just give it, Just hit those emotions really quickly, and I think you're going to k- keep the uh, the audience that's tuning in on television, you're going to keep their attention a lot longer. That's my, that's my personal uh, yeah. I thought.
0: And, and I was wondering as well, like, if, you know, of course we thought the matches were long, and we were watching it in the comfort of our own home with AC going and everything like that. I would love to know the wrestlers' reactions to that because they don't have a large crowd to feed off of. One, but the number two, I'm sure the humidity out there in Florida was awful, and some of those yeah. guys look like they were blown out like not even five minutes into the
1: match. Well, just ask Matt Seidel if the uh, if the ring ropes were slippery from everybody sweating and every it being oh, so yeah. humid cause yeah. he it was great to see him as number thirty or not number thirty but whatever the <laughs> the Joker at number twenty one yeah. I think it was and. <laughs>
3: You mean Matt Faldell? Oh um, <laughs> I no he's gonna come like i I mean all the fans here watching AEW, we know crap like that happens and we know that And and he
1: stuff. was he, he was taking it in stride on, on Twitter in the in the days following. So I mean, you know, he's being a good sport about it. And it was cool to see him. I hated to see that the very very first thing he did in an AEW ring was botch the shooting star press. But it was still cool to see him. And luckily he wasn't like seriously injured, he jumped right back up. Uh, did some great things throughout the rest of the match. Um, and now, there was one big injury, and we'll get that to that in a second, but go ahead.
3: Now, if this would have been uh, WWE, Vince McMahon, that, that, that would have been the last time you would have seen him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. Sure. And uh, uh, Which is unfortunate. But uh, I thought it was good. And honestly, just speaking to the heat and the humidity, I just watched the promo that Tully Blanchard gave with FTR in the ring from Dynamite last night, uh, Wednesday night. And man, first of all, it was awesome because he was he was kind of yelling. So so there are some little nuances that these newer guys just don't seem to get. Is that like if you're given a microphone at a pro wrestling show, it's not for you to like act like you're at a TED talk. Uh, it's not for you to to give a freaking lecture to a classroom at, at Kennesaw State University. Yeah, you heard it here first. The champions are here. Blah blah blah. No, could you imagine
0: man. the Ultimate Warrior at a TED talk?
1: the ultimate ted talk
0: that's it and when the rocket tanks are full of fuel
3: get ready for ignition (laughs) so so but you're not at a ted talk folks come on man like like get mad get hype stay hype well you know like like just deliver it with some intensity Deliver it with mm. some level of believability, and Tolly Blanchard was not, not turned up to 10, right? He was just simply delivering a, a classic old-school wrestling promo where he was sounding intense. They don't do that anymore. First of all, that's not even why I brought that promo up, because he did mention it being 117 degrees in the ring uh, at All Out. But well, did
0: you guys see that promo? Or you? Feel I, I didn't better? see that. I must have missed that one.
1: Yeah, I saw it. And, and he's done a couple of promos, whether it's been backstage or even there was a video before FTR got uh, in the company where he did a video um, backstage with uh, Sean Spears. Uh, Sean Spears had done some comedy thing where he was wearing some underpants that had, I forget whose face on the underpants or something. It was something totally stupid. So they did this backstage vignette where Tully Blanchard just ripped into Sean Spears and just you know, got in his face and got onto him, trying to like, you know, fire him up and say, you know, you need to take this seriously if you're going to be taken seriously. And, um, but yeah, from that point on, I was like, man, Tully's still got it, man. He's got it better than a lot of the current talent as far as no promos go. Yeah, as far no as No doubt about it.
3: I'm sorry, ahead, say, it, say it again. I said
1: as far as promos go.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, I think that Tully – um, can teach those guys a lot, and I hope he is. I hope he's teaching those guys, because that was like the first promo where I'm, I'm like, oh man, I gotta listen. I gotta listen. Uh, it, it's like the guys, listen, communication is difficult. Like, Brandon, I don't know if you're going to edit that spot right there, but I just talked over you. Communication is difficult, uh, so it is a finely tuned art. We all suck at it, uh, me, me <laughs> most of all, but some of these guys, they have to learn how to use that entire octave range uh, to get people to believe, right? And, and I mean, just, just look at, I mean, you've got the entire spectrum from Jake the Snake to Macho Man Randy Savage, right, to Ultimate Warrior, uh, taking it up again. Uh, and we just don't see that level of intensity, even in WWE. Like, it's just so weird. And Miro, let's talk about Miro. We're talking about all elite wrestling. Please, let's talk about it. So, Miro, so we'll, yes. we'll,
1: we'll, we'll, we'll jump to Dynamite right now. And then I, I got a couple things about All Out to go back to, but let's get to Miro because that was on Dynamite this week, uh, which as we record this on Thursday, it happened last night on uh, Wednesday Night Dynamite. So Miro has shown up, aka or formerly known as uh, Rusev. But uh, yeah, he's all elite. What was the crowd chanting when he came out? I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, thought, I didn't hear I it. thought. I thought they were saying Miro Day. But I could be wrong. That's but. what I thought too, but I couldn't I couldn't hear it. I,
3: I think that's what it transformed into. I think mm-hmm. that it was kinda like off cadence and then it transformed into it's Miro Day. Yeah. Uh, and he said I like the sound of that or something. Um but I'm excited, like
0: man. I'm I'm excited. 'Cause uh Sorry, yeah. and, and he, he mentioned it in his promo about you know the the brass ring at the glass ceiling that he could never get through. And I'm so because dude, we all thought we loved his character in WWE. I thought it was great. And I cannot wait and see what he does. Um coming out here I, I don't know why i got such a kick
1: out of the gucci uh, disney shirt that he had on. <laughs> <laughs> well so what's so funny to me okay so immediately after he shows up he's getting ripped on on online i know you guys don't stay online too often especially adam but um he's getting ripped on across the internet about being a part of this stupid wedding angle the way i took it is the, it, the Young Bucks, I mean, watch Being the Elite. They're known to troll the fans and to, like, call the fans out for the crap that the fans talk all the time. And so my whole thing is, okay, he did this stupid wedding angle in the WWE, and everybody crapped all over it, and they should have because it was terrible with Lana and Bobby Lashley and all that crap. And unfortunately for Rusev, he was stuck in a terrible angle. And luckily, he was got released shortly thereafter, and it was a blessing in disguise for him, I'm sure. but. I kind of found it as like, that's the joke is that we're bringing him in with this totally ridiculous wedding angle that just started on Saturday at All Out with a backstage interview. Like, we didn't know anything about this until that interview three days ago where Kip Sabian said, Oh, we're getting married and we set a date and I'm going to announce my best man on win- this coming Wednesday on Dynamite. And of course, everybody's like, Oh, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And so. I thought it's, I laughed when I found out, okay, they're sticking them in this wedding angle. And I know that they only did that as kind of as a joke, like a a jab at WWE. Like I I kind of appreciated the joke. So uh, I know he's getting a lot of crap online for it, but I feel like those are people that the joke went. Well, it's one of the
0: many jabs they took, including that they, this is the most time I've ever seen Twitch mentioned in professional wrestling. Ever and it's right because of the WWE thing, you know. So
1: right, they even had a graphic. I think it was at All Out on the screen that said like, "This is yeah. approved by AEW yeah, or whatever." Yeah. It said because the whole thing with Vince not letting his talent on uh, be on Twitch anymore. Which, come to find out, that was like uh, they said they just have to use their real names on Twitch and not the WWE uh, character names or something like that. I don't know. I don't well, keep up reasonable. enough. I mean, yeah, but anyways,
3: yeah, they backed off a lot. Yeah, but yeah, yeah.
1: It, it got blown way out of you know up big time when it for the news first broke about that but again i don't keep up enough with wwe to really
0: yeah because i'll tell you right now the, the second that my job tells me that i can't run my only fans page then i'm i'm gonna tell them they can <laughs> stick it
1: <laughs> well i and i've been promoting your only fans page on mean street podcast social media so
0: <laughs> i mean it's only you know one month subscription 79.95
1: i uh, feel like i'm the only one signed up for it though so far is that the case <laughs> There's some other weirdos that are on there. Okay, okay. You're subscribed on, but yeah, I'm not the only one. I appreciate one. the support, man. You got it, man. I can't wait for the next video. Um, anyways, moving on. A bomb. What's up? I'm not gonna say. Like, I'm like, wait, you,
3: you guys. This is why I try to talk so much because you guys just talked to like about three things and I have no idea what to say right now.
1: Uh, so Miro has different color hair. Um, so, I, I was hoping he would have the big Papa Pump like bleached beard too. Yeah
0: he, can't, yeah, he He slim-shaded it on us, man. I was uh, I was digging it. No, that was good.
3: I, I liked it, so I hope to see more time on the mic. You know, I, I think that he was primed and ready to go to be one of the biggest guys, not just because of Rusev Day in WWE, but even before that, his entrance to WrestleMania 31 is still one of my favorite. The uh, best. WrestleMania, the best. My, one of my favorite WrestleMania entrances of all time. Uh, and I thought he was just going to be so big and so good. And he, he did get to that level, but, like, Vince just wants to control everything so much that we lose that organic appeal that pro wrestling has where we, we don't know what's going to happen.
1: <laughs> was it you guys that told me this? Or maybe it was like uh, Miro said it on his Twitch video or something about him and Lana did a little hanky-panky on that tank that he, they throwed out? to oh, us. I, I
0: heard that same thing, yeah. So that may have been him that said
1: that. Okay, I heard it somewhere. And I, I couldn't remember if it was one of you guys or not. Anyways.
0: But, and, and just because I don't keep up with that shit, they, they are legitimately married, right? yeah yeah okay okay
1: which yeah, yeah so i i don't know if she was showing up on his twitch shows or i don't watch his twitch videos so i don't know if she was on it and if that's but apparently was i think it was her that kind of got vince was like the final straw for vince to say okay look i don't want my talent on doing these third-party uh, uh videos stuff like okay supposedly okay, lana was the one that took the uh the blame for that i hmm. again i don't know if that's true i just spread the rumors you guys do your. No, own. I love
0: spreading rumors. I'm, I, that's one of my favorite things to do of all time.
1: Yeah, the meanies can do their own research. I'm just
0: putting it yeah.
3: out there. I'm just spreading it. <laughs> but I will say that, as far as the story angle goes, that uh, the best man and all that, I don't really care much. I don't. I don't give a rip about Kip Sabian. I, I think that I could take Kip Sabian in a fight, and that that's you know like i see him and i'm like what what am i supposed to believe about this guy like what what am i like he, he looks like just uh he, he he looks and acts like joey janela with a haircut like he reminds how, me of how, one how of those many, like how many, how many bad boys do you need
0: yeah he, he reminds me of like one of those uh, instagram boyfriends <laughs> you know that <they> just follow <laughs> his hot girlfriend around with a camera just to take photos
3: <laughs> wait wait what 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 are you doing in your free time dude i mean
0: i'm i, mean, I, you know, I making Dude, content my only fans other than, i was
1: yeah. gonna say only yeah, yeah your only fans and then your instagram you're following because
0: I, I made a reference well, to went over his hair what are you, you
3: what are you doing with your free time buddy <laughs>
1: <laughs> you clearly uh, you're not going to the store and, and no. doing
0: some figgy finds well let's let, let's back it up for a minute and i, I want to talk about the, the the matt hardy spot
1: okay there's two things I want to talk about from all out. we talk about Matt Hardy, and then I also yeah. want to talk about uh, Sheeta Thunder Rosa. But let's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's okay, go with Adam, Matt Hardy first. Um,
0: Adam was there with me when I saw it. And as soon as I saw the back of his head hit the concrete, and something you could see, you could tell from, uh, uh, what's the referee's name? Uh, Aubrey. Aubrey, yeah. I keep wanting to say Aubrey Plaza, but I don't know that's not it. Um, Aubrey Edwards. Aubrey Edwards, thank you. Uh, that you could tell that she knew that something was, that's awesome. That she, that she knew that something was up. Well, and he looked,
1: he looked like a dead fish.
0: Yeah. He, like you see, he, he got his damn bell rung. Right. And, uh, I couldn't believe that they, that they, they continued on with that after she was trying to call for it. Right. You know? Um, so I don't know. Well, I got, a little, let, let, I got well, a little pissy let, about that.
3: Let's remember one thing is that for the, for the most part, the, um, the official, the referee is, sort of a hybrid role but it's honestly 75% performer.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh no, I I agree with that, but I think that if you're in that spot and you're close enough to the to the performers and you see something wrong that you should have the final say in it. You know, and I don't think that she did.
1: I don't. No, when I no. I think the way the from what I ended up hearing was that Tony uh ended up putting it off on the doctor. So the doctor was right there. She threw the x up. Doctor showed up. They cut away for a long period of time, Yeah. at which point I'm going, okay, are we being worked here? Like, what is actually happening? Because it did look like he smacked his head. He did look like – I don't know if you guys remember this. I don't remember if it was on a Raw or a pay-per-view uh, a few years back. Enzo and Cass were in a tag match with somebody, and I don't remember who, but Enzo went to do, like, a baseball slide. Oh, under, under, the under the ropes, room, yeah. And yeah. his head hit the rope and, like, kind of whiplashed mm-hmm. onto the ring. And, and, and then he just fell right to the ground. And he immediately, like <laughs> – I know but I remember that his arms went like this they went straight <laughs> like yeah like he locked up and like dead fish like just hit the ground because he was completely out and I was like oh man that's like legit but his that's arm, what his
0: arms pulled Vince McMahon quads
1: right right, right. <laughs> they just locked up but that's kind of what Hardy reminded me of when when he first his head smacked and then he was just kind of laying there kind of stiff and he and his face was just kind of like he looked like a dead fish. I was like, okay, no, I think he's like unconscious right now. <laughs> and it, it didn't last long because shortly thereafter, he was trying to get back to his feet. But um, part of me, you know, and I know he took a lot of heat from his wife, especially uh, she was ripping on him, ripping yeah, on the company in those, general. I
0: saw tweets on that, yeah.
1: But, you know, I know in his mind, being an, an old school wrestler, especially an extreme guy who did all the crazy ladder matches, all the big crazy spots back in the day throughout the years, um, in his mind, okay, they have this stipulation where if he loses, he has to leave the company, and I know that wasn't the plan. So, and he knew that wasn't the plan. So I feel like in his mind, he's like, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. I have to finish this match. I have to go over <laughs> because that's the stipulation. But I also feel like, okay, everybody can clearly see that that's a legitimate injury, yeah, and we'll understand if you go guys want to say, you know what, no contest. You didn't lose. It's a no contest. We'll have the match again on on a future episode of dynamite or something. But I feel like his old school wrestler mentality was no, 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 I'm fine. I'll finish the match. So whether the doctor cleared him in the three minute (laughs) concussion protocol test that they did or not, you know, I, I feel like it was Hardy's mainly hardy that did it. But then I feel like Tony's got to take the, the heat because yeah. And I'm sure he, he will on that because I mean, he's like, Uh, you know and the bottom line is he's the one responsible for everybody so
0: yeah because i mean he was just you could tell he was hang on my child is walking up the stairs are extremely loud in my house
1: (laughs) oh you're good man
0: okay sounds like you got yokozuna walking up and down my stairs and it's a little four-foot kid (laughs) but (laughs) you know you could see that hardy was just dazed and was getting up just saying crazy shit like it smells like blueberry paint And they're like
1: we need to stop this match immediately well the reason i thought we were being worked was because so his whole gimmick is he's unkillable unbreakable his t shirt's got blood all over it that says you cannot kill matt hardy or whatever you can say. knock his ass out though and, well and so the whole thing is i'm like <laughs> i'm like wow so they're actually taking this to like a uh they're kind of like breaking a kayfabe situation like what's going on because at first i thought okay no he's legit injured we, we thought it was I
0: pre-recorded said, too. Like We didn't realize it was going on live. You well, then, know? I when, thought that he, was a pre-recorded
1: match. Ah, I got you. Well, then when they got down to the scaffolding, he starts climbing the scaffolding, I'm like, okay, well, certainly he's not actually injured then because there's no yeah. way he would be doing this if what just happened was serious. Um, and so then after the fact was when everybody's like, he should have never been climbing the scaffolding if he was injured and blah, blah, blah. And so uh, for, for all I know, or from what we know, it, it was legit. And he was obviously on Dynamite uh, last night. And did you see that uh, when he came out and addressed I, the I crowd? Didn't. The only
0: thing that I, I just had – I got caught up today doing some other st- other things. Uh, the only thing that I caught today was the, the Rusev spot. and That I was it. I'm going gotcha. to go back and watch probably since I'm done with this.
3: You got
1: caught up doing other things like your OnlyFans page?
0: No, I did that the day before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for the, the new video to drop. Anyway, new,
0: new video, new videos drop on Thursdays and the Saturdays.
1: <laughs> nude, nude video or new. Video?
0: Uh, I like to call them lewds uh, with um,
1: <laughs> implied nudes. <laughs> anyways, anyways, what I thought was going to happen when he came out to address the crowd last night and he, and, and Rebbe, his wife was standing in the crowd holding their youngest like newborn son. Uh, I thought, okay, Here's what's going to happen. This whole thing's going to work. He's going to get out there. He's going to apologize to her, apologize to the crowd, and you know, say it was a mistake. He shouldn't have been reckless like that. And then Sammy Guevara was going to come out and jump him from behind with a chair or something. That's what I expected to happen because I thought it was a whole big – I thought it was a ruse. It wasn't. Apparently, it's legit. So, basically, it, he happened? just said – Basically, he just apologized to the crowd, and he said, "As soon as he's cleared, he's going to come back, and he's going to be better than ever, and he's going to go after the AEW championship." So,
3: what, what's a ruse?
1: Oh, a ruse, you know, like we've been had. Like uh,
3: it's, a, it's a cunning attempt to try to trick you. It's a quote from Clerks. Come on,
1: man. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah, so that's what, what happened there. So nothing happened. Basically, he just came out and said, I'm fine. Thanks for all the support. You guys sent me a lot of great messages, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'll be back whenever I'm cleared.
3: Yeah, I, I think he'll be fine overall, but it was a scary, scary thing. We also had the first ever, uh, and we're running low on time here, I know, uh, but but uh, we have, we've got a lot to talk about, you know. Um, but Mimosa, the first ever Mimosa Mayhem match um, – <laughs> Which ended in uh, Jericho taking a plunge in a uh, cunning concoction of champagne, a little bit of the bubbly, and orange, some freshly squeezed orange juice. Uh, what did you guys think about this match?
0: I thought it was a fun match. I mean, I really did. It wasn't. I mean, it was cheesy, but it was it was entertaining. I I liked it. I didn't have anything bad to say about it.
1: Yeah, I, I overall, I you know, we I said going into it last week that it was ridiculous, but I was just more curious to see what it was going to be than anything else and uh and it was fun i I, you know i was thinking for him and they talked about like how humid it was there and being 100 and whatever degrees in the ring i was like you know what i bet both of those guys wanted to lose (laughs) wanted to be the one to take a dip in the drink there because Mm -hmm. uh uh is how hot it was but no i thought it was funny and the way he took the plunge uh was good the bump there at the end and then the best part is this happens with jericho all the time with after the fact uh on twitter and instagram the fans uh, start working the photoshop like Mossman would be one to be to do this because he's great with the photoshop but the shot of him in the hot tub full of uh the mimosa has been photoshopped into like a ton of different things now and uh so if you follow chris jericho on twitter or instagram he's been sharing them left and right and it's a lot of good stuff but uh That's right. That's awesome um, I,
3: I, I think about another match too in our limited time here uh, the, of course, the main event of the evening: John Moxley, the AEW Heavyweight Champion, going against uh, MJF, uh, which had a great build-up. I really enjoyed this match. Um, what do you guys think?
0: It was good. Uh, I, I didn't, you know, it didn't, didn't, yeah. surprise me. It was cool. It was a good match. I was more, I was more impressed with the um, my main event of the evening. Which was Thunder Rosa and uh gosh, we have so much to talk
3: I, about. I
1: was gonna man. get there. I was gonna get to that because let's let's wrap up on that on that match because yeah. uh I feel like for all of us that was probably our match of the night, which it's funny because I feel like what we talked about last week before all out happened kinda is how it ended up playing out. Like, you know, I was kinda looking forward to the Mimosa match. It was I figured it would be kind of fun. It was. Uh I knew I felt like Thunder Rosa Sheeta was gonna be the match of the night. To me, it was um i thought moxley and uh mjf was going to be a good solid match it was but um i and i wasn't shocked that you know uh mjf lo- uh, did not win because like i said last week i felt like it's a, still a little too soon uh for him Damn. to win it but um i do see him getting it at some point um but while we're on that mjf real quick did you see this way uh, dynamite opened last night with the uh mjf and jericho pulling up at the same time and did you have to catch that adam i saw it on youtube uh afternoon so they pull up at the same time tony's out front where the cars are pulling up and he's got the mic like he's going to interview uh and they both walk up from different sides and the way the way they're playing this situation is that they both really like each other like they're both like the biggest heels in the company and so they act like they're all buddy buddy and then when they walk off there's like a camera following each one of them and they both are like what a loser like they so like i just it's funny the way they're playing it and i could see the two of them doing a lot of really good comical and just really good stuff together down the line um but anyways let's let's get adam did you have anything about the main event match or not
3: really I, i just really thought of mjf especially after dynamite last night And i'll close on this uh because he, here's the thing, this has nothing to do with what has happened over the past week. I'm just starting to see some stars align. Uh when I saw um uh, um Wardlow. Absolute Ricky. Oh, Ricky Starks. Starks. Uh I was like, Sparks? Um, <laughs> but that can't be right. So absolute Ricky Sharks? Starks coming out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> coming out. That uh, would uh, be my that. name. That's gonna be my wrestling name. <laughs> Ricky Schartz. <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely sharts himself every <laughs> time
3: <of the> <laughs> so when I see him come out he's dressed up as uh, Dobby Allen Dobby. as uh, as Taz would say as Darby Allen and he just delivers this incredibly charismatic pro- promo and I was like man I want to see MJF and Ricky Starks go at it mm. that would be freaking awesome that'd be that's good that'd future. be good booking right there that's the future, I, I think. In the next six months, twelve months, eighteen months, I think that's what we're going to see. Is we're going to see that match right there, possibly with a championship title on the line. You heard it here first, <laughs> folks. On the Mean Street Podcast, I'm predicting the future.
1: Sounds good, and and I've I've been a fan of Ricky Starks ever since we started seeing him at the NWA shows, and uh, and ever since he showed up on Dynamite, I thought oh, that was a great acquisition because. I mean, think of all the different matches he could have, great matches in the one you just mentioned with MJF. But uh, uh, Acquisi- speaking of NWA.
3: Acquisition?
1: Of- hold up. Hold up. Acquisition?
3: Look at the big brains on Brandon.
1: I <laughs> mean, <laughs> come on. Anyways, uh, moving on. So, yeah, so speaking of NWA, that brings us to Thunder Rosa, the NWA women's champion. And although it was not the main event of the night, I do feel like, I'll speak for myself and possibly you guys as well. Yeah, it I, thought was for me. Was, yeah. I thought that was match of the night um, with her and Sheeta for the AEW women's title. And not only uh, was it an amazing match, and we can talk about that here in a second, but I was wondering if they would do anything else with, the, with, with, with Thunder Rosa or with the NWA in general. And last night on Dynamite, they announced for next week, Thunder Rosa will be defending the NWA women's title on Dynamite next week against Eva Leese.
3: I saw that and so I mean obviously there's been no announcement of her being signed yet to AEW Thunder Rosa being signed yeah uh, so this is still like she's a, a just a, a roaming wonder looking for a good fight and putting her title on the line like a good champion does Uh, but I would love to see her end up uh, with being all elite right and, and that's the thing is they are just uh, AEW is not is not scared to cut the check to, to uh, sign some contracts right now so now's a good time i think
1: it's just making me think that the door is still pretty open there for any other nwa people to come in and work i'm thinking nick aldis uh for sure at some point i think would be cool i mean they could still do a uh you've been hearing the rumblings of cody aldis three uh because they've had the two matches already where they, they uh flip flopped the nwa world's title there a couple times hey. but
3: and, and we have Eddie Kingston, of course, uh, leading that stable of Butch and, uh, Butcher and the Blade and uh, the, the Lucha Brothers. Yeah. Um, I would love to see. Honestly, I'm such a big fan of power. I'd love to see damn near the entire roster come over to AEW. I, if, if the cons can afford that, I would love to see it. I want to see James Storm. I, I want to see Eli Drake. I want to see them all. Well, uh, so so they,
1: they're – They've got a new pay-per-view deal that's coming up. Have you guys been seeing this? The NWA. Yeah, yeah. I forget who it's with. The uh, United Wrestling, something rather. Um, I think I shared some of it on uh, MSP's Facebook page, but um, maybe we talk a little more about that next week when we can find out a little more about it because I think that's starting up here pretty soon. And I want to say maybe it's like a weekly pay-per-view situation they have going on. But um,
0: I want to I want to ask one thing, yeah. one quick thing before we before we cut it out is uh, do you think this guy's? Do you think that in your honest opinion this may open it up for uh? seeing guys from Impact or uh, ROH come over? Or do you think that's still kind of wishful thinking at this point?
3: I I think, uh, personally, I think that it's more likely with Impact. uh, ROH, I don't think anyone's talking about ROH right now. Uh, But I do think with Impact, especially because Matt Cardona is then kind of good with Cody. Mm -hmm. And and Matt Cardona's BFF, Brian Myers, is in Impact Wrestling. Well, the good Uh, brother's. And the and on top of that, you have a lot of other big name talent like the Good Brothers,
1: um, and they're all buddies with the Young Bucks. And so, I mean, you just never know. I oh, and Heath Miller. Uh, oh yeah, I got yeah, yeah. kids. <laughs> yep, yep. So, um, the one thing about Thunder Rosa Shida, uh First of all, like we said, it was a great match. I do like the fact that she's coming back on uh, Dynamite. I found it interesting that she's defending the NWA women's title on the uh, uh, a different company's show, which is kind of crazy to me. But like you said, it's cool that she's kind of going place to place and defending it. You know, years ago when they started doing the 10 Pounds of Gold series on YouTube, is that what it's called? Yeah, uh, with Nick Aldis. It showed a lot of stuff where he was over in Japan and different parts of the world defending – The nwa world's championship which i thought was really cool this is before power even uh, debuted and um so i just really like that idea that they're going all over the place and i do want to mention real quick because i think it's coming up in the next week or two i have to double check but there's a show i think it's in texas an indie show and it's going to be an all-female uh uh, show kind of like that evolution pay-per-view but on the indie level uh and thunder rose is actually defending the nwa women's championship against our pal the American Kaiju, Lindsay Snow. I saw that. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So anyways, I thought that was cool. So that's coming up. Uh Check our social media, and you can find out when that is. Because I think they're going to be broadcasting it somewhere. I don't know if it's for free on YouTube or if it's a Fight TV pay situation. But anyways, I'm sure that'll be a pretty good match as well. But uh, I think that's all we got because we're trying to pack a lot into uh, uh this this hour plus here. But uh well, thanks well, again. Well, we're oh, we're oh ahead. be...
3: We're trying to put Yoko Zuna in Macho Man's tights right now. That's what we're trying to do. And you just can't do that. There's too much to talk about, too much to fit in there, not enough room for old Yoko and Savage's tights. We'll, uh, bell, we will
1: pick it up next week with uh, all the extra stuff that we think about later that, oh, we should have said this or we should have said that. We'll, uh, we'll talk about it next week. And uh, we'll be back. Thanks again to Sean Holcomb, Superstars Fan Fest, October 24th, Rome, Georgia, Forum River Center and uh, superstarsfest.com get your tickets anything else is that it that's, that's it. it i'm gonna it. go
0: back here and grab me another taco from uh, alfred and uh, steven seagal
3: <laughs> be, 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 be careful <laughs> have some petto-bismol you, uh, you've,
1: you've been your head has been blocking seagal this whole time and i forgot he was on that on that photoshop it's,
0: it's steven seagal is better just chop and some, some, some
1: onions and some
0: herbs and spices
1: <laughs> some,
0: some cherry cherry sauce on
1: that just, note Drew, ring the bell He's tapping out.
3: Ask him.
0: Put an ask him. <laughs> hey, I got
2: you. <laughs>